Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 259. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I have a great episode for you that I think is actually a really it's coming at the perfect time, just as we're heading into the new year when there's usually the biggest push for people to lose weight, all the messaging that comes with that. I think this is a conversation that I've had many times individually with people and in other formats, but I've never really addressed it on the podcast. So I'm excited to talk to you today about body positivity and that whole movement and how that can play into the work that I do with my clients and what I teach you here on the podcast. But before we get started, I have another amazing book for you. Are you ready? I love this book. I was totally taken aback. I have to be 100% honest. Based on the title, I was like, eh. what happened was I heard about this book from someone's email list that I was on. I think they said that they were having their team all read this book kind of as like a book club. And I thought, eh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll see. I'm kind of a sucker that way. And with, you know, Amazon and how easy it is to buy things, I like look up the book and like, boom, sold. <laughs> so I got this book. And this is another one that I read, I think over the course of two days. And uh, that's kind of how I read. I tend to just like kind of do it in spurts, it seems like. And I really, really enjoyed this book. I got a lot out of it. And I kind of fell in love with this author. <laughs> He's great. 
The book is called The War for Kindness, Building Empathy in a Fractured World. So what I was expecting based on the title was, you know, the war for kindness. I was like, Oh, gosh, what is this going to be? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it ended up actually being really positive. I think it explained what's going on really well. And it also gave some other really good information. I there's a specific reason in particular why I'm recommending it to you. I'll get into that in a minute. The author's name is Jamil Zaki. He is a professor of psychology at Stanford University. And he's the director of the Stanford Social Neuroscience Lab. And so his story is that he's an only child of Peruvian mother and a Pakistani father who both that both his parents had come to the US for school, higher education had met each other married, it was kind of like not a good match at all. And they broke up and separated when he was quite young. It was pretty contentious between the two parents. And so Jamil grew up with just kind of struggling with two parents who just did not get along. And he writes about how, you know, each one would try to kind of pit him against the other. But he really ultimately loved each of them. And what really helped him was finding empathy for each one, understanding what their motivations were, each one of them and why they would act in the way that they do, because ultimately, he loved them both. And he wanted to be in both of their lives. And so it kind of makes sense that over the course of time, this is what he ended up studying and spending a lot of time uh, focusing on. And so I actually have listened to a podcast interview with him too. And I found that really interesting as well. And so the reason why I thought this was helpful is just because, you know, so many of us are just trying to be good people and trying to understand (laughs) what we should be doing moving forward with just the world the way it is. And there's some really great information in here. He really gets into some of the different kind of scenarios and people that he've, that he has studied. But the chapter that I thought was most relevant, and when I read this chapter, I was like, okay, for sure, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, is the one that he does on neonatal intensive care unit, and the people who work there. I thought, oh, this is a good one. So he talks to doctors, he talks to the nursing staff. And interestingly, I think it was maybe maybe a year and a half or so prior to him shadowing them in this NICU, he had, or his wife gave birth to their first child. And I believe it was a girl, she had some significant health issues, like she had a stroke and was in that specific NICU for quite some time. So he had the experience of being there as the family of a patient, and then also coming back and actually shadowing and interacting with some of the doctors who had taken care of his daughter. And it gave him a really neat perspective of both ends of it. And he really talks about how you can have empathy for your patients, but not burn yourself out. Like, how do you have that balance? Not like he has, he doesn't write like, Oh, I have the answer for you. And this is exactly how it's going to work. It's more of a discussion and just kind of thinking about different ideas. I thought it was great. I mean, he talks to people who are like former neo-Nazis who have now, you know, focus their entire life's work on helping to get people out of hate groups, you know, people that it can be really hard to have empathy for and how they do that. And I mean, it's just, I thought it was a great book. I really enjoyed it. So if you know, I am, I mean, I'm a little bit of a psychology nerd in that sense that I really like reading these kinds of things. He also works with Carol Dweck, who if you know, Carol Dweck, (laughs) she wrote the book mindset, which is just like this seminal work. It's so good. It's amazing. And I found out she was one of his mentors. I was like, what? Of course, (laughs) it makes so much sense. 
because both of their work is so great. So anyway, The War for Kindness, Building Empathy in a Fractured World, Jamil Zaki. If you're interested, if you like to read, I thought this was a good one. I really like this one. So today I want to talk about body positivity. This comes up pretty relatively frequently where people kind of ask me like, what is my take on the body positivity movement? And how does the work that I teach fit in with body positivity? Or does it not fit in? And how how do we how do we think about this? Basically, what do we do? And so I wanted to just first of all, give you a little information if you may not have heard of the body positivity movement or you might not be totally clear on what it is. In fact, as I was doing some research on the internet, the good old interwebs to find out a little bit more details about it, found that there's actually quite a bit of history to this. It actually started in the 1960s when people were pushing back against fat shaming. And over the course of time, it's evolved. I I believe it was in the 1990s that the term body positivity, you know, kind of was first kind of attributed to this. And it's kind of evolved. And it's actually evolved to the point where now it's kind of splintered out into various factors. Actions. There's people who are still on the body positivity side. Some people say that people who are thin and small have kind of taken over the body positivity movement and it's leaving others by the wayside yet again. Others are moving toward what's called the body neutrality movement, which I'll explain to you what that is in a minute. I think that it's a little bit outside the scope of this podcast to get into the history of all of this. If this is something you're interested in, there's lots of resources on the internet that you can explore. There's tons of people who this is like their main thing that they do. And I certainly would not want to pretend like I, you know, can be the speaker uh, for exactly what this movement entails. But I looked up on Wikipedia and verywellmind.com. And what they basically said there was that the the main message behind body positivity is that all people deserve to have a positive body image, regardless of how society and popular culture view ideal shape, size, appearance, but also race, gender, sexuality, being differently abled. And some of the main goals of the movement are to challenge how society views the body, promoting acceptance of all bodies, and addressing unrealistic body standards. And I think that that is all amazing. Like I am a huge fan. I'm all in. I think it's, it's so good. We are living and have been raised in a kind of societal soup, so to speak, where the messaging has been smaller is better. And if you're not small, something's wrong with you. And, you know, something's wrong with your body. And then the unrealistic body standards. I mean, I've talked about this before, how when I was in, you know, kind of teen years, the kind of model look that was so desired and was all over all the magazines was the waif look like Kate Moss, like extremely thin and also like, like heroin chic. That was a thing there, like where you look like basically one step away from being a drug addict, or maybe you are a drug addict, who knows, you know, like, we're basically, you're just doing drugs and never eating, not having very much muscle mass at all. And basically, for me personally, my body could not be different. I put on muscle extremely easily. (laughs) I just do not have that body habit. So, you know, the way that my brain interpreted that was that, you know, that was the right way to be something was wrong with my body. And maybe there was a way that I could create something that looked like that. And that was really an unrealistic standard for me to to explore. I mean, I would, I, I would to look like that, I would have to be like, significantly ill in some way, shape or form. So I think all of us to a certain extent can can recognize that there is has been an impact on us in terms of how we think about our own personal bodies, particularly in relation to what's considered the the standard or the ideal. And often that's not very positive, right? 
So I have said this many times before on the podcast, but I do just want to say it again, that I am uh, what I what I'm a fan of what I like to propose is that no matter what your body looks like right now, you learn to change your thinking around it so that you truly love it, you respect it, you accept it as it is. And then you lose weight just because you want to. What so many of us do, and I know I did for so many years, was to try to lose weight so that I could be acceptable with the idea that once I got to be a certain size or shape or wore a certain you know, uh, size of clothing, that I could finally think positively about myself. But that is not how our brains work. If your brain is convinced that something's wrong with your body, it may decide today that weight loss is going to be the solution. Well, then you create weight loss for yourself, but it is not just going to be like, okay, you solved it, we're done. Because there's still this underlying, deeply held subconscious belief that something's wrong with your body. So it will just find something new that is wrong. This is well reported amongst people who have more than one plastic surgery procedure, right? Like you can, you know, get some sort of body shaping sculpting procedure done on one part of your body, and then maybe that part looks better. But then now your attention is just on this other part of your body that isn't acceptable. And, um, you know, same thing with uh, people's faces, right? Like they get their nose done, but then now their lips don't look good. And then now their chin is a problem. Now their cheeks are a problem, right? Like this is something that is like, (laughs) the way we look is not the problem. It is the way that we're perceiving our bodies. Like it's basically like something's wrong with you. Let me figure out what it is. And I'll try to fix it so that I can stop thinking this way, except the filter still exists. Something is wrong with me. I have to figure out what it is. So that's essentially what body positivity is promoting is like nothing is wrong with you. The the reason you you think and feel the way you do is because of all the societal messages. And you should accept your body the way it is. So I 100% agree. Now, where things get a little more challenging is that I don't actually think that this is a part like sort of like a quote unquote official part of the body positivity movement, but it definitely comes up is this idea that you should accept your body exactly as it is. And therefore, if you try to lose weight, you are no longer being body positive, like you're you're no longer a part of that movement. There have been several plus size celebrities or models who've lost weight for any number of reasons. And then there's been this huge backlash that they shouldn't have lost weight and they shouldn't have to do that. And here's the thing. There's lots and lots of reasons why someone can take action, right? If you think about the thinking cycle, you have a result that you may be created. There's a weight loss that was created and someone created. They took actions to create that weight loss. There can be lots and lots and lots and lots of different feelings and thoughts that drive those actions that result in weight loss. So I definitely do not recommend that you lose weight from the mindset of I will be you know, finally acceptable. I can like myself. People will like me better if I'm thin. You know, my relationships will get better if I'm thin. I'll be, I mean, we, I don't think that we consciously think I'll be a different person if I'm thin, but I think deep down, we really often hope that we will be, that all of our perceived flaws will have been handled and <laughs> kind of will melt away with the fat that we lose, like that somehow we won't be us anymore. We'll be this better version. And what I want to impress upon you and make sure that you really deeply understand is that when you lose weight, you are the same person, but with a smaller body. And so you're, the way that you perceive the world will be the same if you do not change your brain. 
And you will, if you don't think you're acceptable when you're larger, you will very likely not think you're acceptable when you're thinner, or it'll be, you know, maybe, maybe different things are, are unacceptable. Maybe you solve one problem, but then there's another one. It's often actually kind of disappointing for people because they really so deeply, deeply, deeply want to believe that the truth is that if they just lose weight, things will be better. And then they do it and they find out, you know what, I still am living my life. Oh, you know, like, it's really disappointing. And so often, the weight loss won't be permanent, because they were, you know, the they were losing the weight on the promise that things would be better when it's not better. It's like, what's the point? Why, why, you know, do this work to keep the weight off? So what I want to impress upon you is that you can be completely body positive, you can totally be a proponent of challenging how society views the body, you know, promoting acceptance of all bodies, including your own, changing your thinking so that you are no longer beating yourself up for how you look, really learning to love and accept yourself and your body, and still decide you want to lose weight. So to me, these are not like mutually exclusive things. I definitely don't suggest that you lose weight so that, you know, you think that society will accept you more. Or, you know, if you think that other, like, I'm going to lose weight so that other people think differently or have a more positive opinion of me, not a great way to do it. No, I don't suggest doing that. Hating yourself thin, it's not going to work. You will not keep that weight off. So I am all about not approaching it in that way. But I also think that there's nothing wrong with knowing that you, feel more comfortable in the body that you live in when it is smaller. I I was just actually coaching a client today who was talking about how she had gotten to a point where, you know, just being active in the sense of like walking, her joints were really bothering her. And then she lost 30, 35 pounds. And she finally is like, okay, now I can finally move again and not be in pain. I don't think there's any reason to judge that. I think that's just as good of a reason to lose weight as as any. And I don't think there's, I don't think that anybody can say, no, you shouldn't lose weight. You should just accept that your body hurts when you move it. Like that, that there's a disconnect for me on that. Like that doesn't connect or really make sense. So I think the idea that like, if you're part of body positivity, that means that you shouldn't lose weight or you're, you know, if you do lose weight, you're no longer a part of that is actually just another way of judging people. Like, I think there's more layers to that thought process that need to be excavated. And I'm not saying everybody who is who is a proponent of body positivity thinks this way. It just is something that does come up from time to time. Now, there is this other kind of splinter faction called the body neutrality movement, which seems to be smaller. And what they say is, you know what, how about you just don't even worry about your body? How about you just like remove your body from being the center of your self image? Like when when you're thinking about you, you just don't think about your body. Some people say you should focus more on what your body can do for you rather than what it looks like. Now, then other people point out, yes, but that's usually coming from people who have able bodied privilege, right? If you're focusing on all the amazing things your body can do for you, people whose bodies maybe don't function in that way are like, well, easy for you to say, right? But here's the thing with body neutrality, is I think, I mean, all of these things can work for you or against you. I read something online with an actress who's who's talked about this more. And she was basically saying, like, I just pretend like I don't have a body. She said, like, she's basically like a floating head in the world. She just doesn't think about her body. And I was like, you know, what do I think about that? And you know what I thought to myself was, 
Well, that's basically how doctors are all of the time. We just completely decapitate ourselves. We're like, what's going on in the body is not anything that I want to pay any attention to, i.e. any hunger signals, thirst signals, needing to go to the bathroom, being tired, something hurting. Like we just push through, push through, push through. And we have to actually learn to repopulate our bodies. That's the way I think about it, like to, to reconnect the head, the brain and the body so that we can learn to feel our emotions. We can learn to process what's going on. We can basically, it's not even, it, rather than looking at the body as the enemy that you need to avoid and get away from, instead moving toward it and understanding how to work with it. Like you and your body are on the same team, you know? And so, so I think that with body neutrality, I think, you know, the idea that like, yeah, guess what? You don't have to think about your body all the time. I totally agree. You get to decide what you think about. And if if your brain is consumed by thoughts about your body, you might want to look at that and decide if you want to think differently or focus on different things. I think that it's probably not useful for most people to be, you know, thinking about their bodies and what they look like on a, you know, whatever we would call excessive level more than than what is maybe needed or appropriate. But at the same time, you know, if you are just like, okay, my, you know, I have all these negative thoughts about my body, and then I'm just gonna like not think about it anymore. What you're doing is just you're just stuffing down the emotions that are created from that, right? You're trying to pretend like those negative thoughts and, and the emotions that they create don't exist, but they do. And we know that when we just try to avoid them, they end up coming back. I And, and I, sh- I guess I should have probably said this in the beginning, but I don't particularly believe that I am a, a member of any of these movements. I just really know that, you know, or what I believe is that there's just no reason to go through your life hating yourself and your body, you know, being disgusted by yourself no matter what you look like, because I have, you know, worked with women who, you know, have very little weight to lose, if any, who are, have an extremely negative body image. And I've worked with women who have several hundreds, hundreds of pounds of weight to lose, who actually have a very good body image, because your body image just consists of what your thoughts are about your body. And it's literally all it is. So that's what we do here, right? We identify what we think, we decide if we like the results of thinking that way, figuring out if those thoughts, if those belief systems serve us. And then if they don't, we decide to think a different way. And we practice that until that becomes the way that we think. So regardless with your body, right? Like we need to do that work no matter what, no matter what your body looks like right now, no matter what size you are, accepting and loving your body exactly as it is, is the work that needs to be done. I think that if you have these conditions on your love and acceptance for your body, meaning it has to weigh a certain amount, or you have to be a certain shape or size in order to feel like you deserve that from yourself, that that's only going to come back around to haunt you in the future because you will age, your body will change. You know, certain things could happen. Injuries could happen. Illnesses can happen. All kinds of things can happen. And then where are you? You're right back to having a negative opinion of your body again. So like I said, just to kind of sum this all up, I think that body positivity is amazing because I don't think that it's ever useful to be hating on yourself really for any reason. Like I don't see what good comes from that. It certainly doesn't make you thinner, certainly doesn't make you live a happier life. And so whatever your body looks like today, absolutely do the work to accept yourself, accept your body, love on it, become a a true partner with your body. And then from that place, decide 
do I want to lose weight just because I want a smaller body? I'd like to live in a smaller body. Maybe it's more comfortable. Maybe you sleep better. Maybe you'd like to be able to be active in a different way. I don't think there's there's a lack of validity to those reasons for losing weight. I think it's completely fine. So I just want to stress again, like I am not of the mindset that like thinner is better, that you will be, you know, you're only acceptable if you're thin there, you know, that there's judgment to people, you know, like we should judge people who aren't, you know, whatever ideal. I mean, I don't fall into those ideals either. (laughs) So I'm doing the same work just to like anybody else. And so I think that it's just important to decide for yourself what you want to do. If you want to accept your body and not lose weight, I am all in, but just please do the work to stop hating on your body, thinking that something's wrong with your body. Just love it as it is when there are things that you wish were different. I mean, you can, you can get to the place where you're like, you know, I just don't focus my thoughts on that. That's where I'm at. Rather than just being like, I love every little dimple. I'm like, you know what? I just don't think it's really useful for me to spend a lot of brain energy focusing on the fact that there's dimples. (laughs) It's just like, let's just not think about that. So you can decide what you want to think about when it comes to your body. And that's what creates your body image. And then you decide what you want to do moving forward. And I will tell you that if you've lost the weight and you haven't done this work, you can't skip it because I just don't know of really any women. I mean, I think for some people it comes, it's it's a lot easier to think positively than others. But I mean, there are a lot of women who would be considered, I mean, models, people who are considered to have the ideal body have so much stress and self-hatred typically around their bodies and what they look like. So what we know is that this is a brain issue, not what your body shape or size, you know, is or what it looks like. So that's where I stand on this. I think that, yeah, let's be positive, but let's get to the root of the negative first. Let's figure out what this hatred is all about. Sometimes there's some deeper trauma that needs to be resolved. Feeling like our bodies let us down. I've had, I've worked with many, many women who've had pregnancy loss issues or, you know, had a a pregnancy issue where their child came out not as expected, has maybe ongoing issues um, to be dealt with. Like so easy for us to blame our bodies, to, to feel like our bodies are the enemy that we're battling against our bodies, no matter what size or shape they are. This is the kind of stuff that we need to work on so that we can release that, you know, shame and guilt and anger that we are hanging on to. Anyway, I guess I could talk about this forever. It seems like (laughs) I could go on and on, but I think we'll wrap it up now. So think about this as you're going into the new year, as you're thinking about your weight loss goals I I just strongly want to encourage you to really think about like, what, what areas do I have, you know, to improve upon? And what do I need to work on first? I think trying to lose weight can often be like the actual weight loss process can be a a distraction that people use to get to kind of trick themselves into thinking that they're taking care of the uh, negative thoughts that they have about themselves. Like, I'll just change myself and then my thoughts will change. Well, they might. But also you haven't really dealt with what the main problem is. So let's focus on that first. And that's exactly what we do in Weight Loss for Doctors Only. This is exactly what I teach on this podcast. And if that work resonates with you, then you know you are in the right place and you're going to get tons more great help. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, 
go to katrinaubelmd.com and click on free resources. Thank you.